Hey, family, welcome to A Moment in the Word. Hopefully there's three things that will be done here. One, you will hear the word. Two, you will receive the word. And three, you will share the word. Now let's get to it. and peace family grace and peace this is the day that the lord has made and we gonna rejoice and be glad in it i am pastor elder dana t samuel pastor of dsm outreach ministry right here in the city of detroit where our motto is changing lives one person at a time through the word of god here i'm listening to this young lady say it ain't over until god says it over you know i don't own the rights to this music so i don't want nobody to get mad at me and say hey dana you did this you did that no it wasn't me i didn't do it <laughs> i'm just listening <laughs> Good morning, good morning, good morning. I hope that everyone is having a wonderful day, right? I hope that everyone is having a wonderful day, a blessed day. And if it's not a blessed day, then we're going to figure it out by, by the time that we get done right here taking care of God's business, that your day, your situation, whatever's going on, it's going to change today. Amen. Amen. I'm telling you, I'm excited this morning. I'm excited to be before you. I'm excited to sit down and have an opportunity to see you one more again because you know what that means. That means that I am alive and well and so are you. That's what that means. That means that I am alive and well and so are you. So we have the opportunity to get together once again in fellowship. Ain't nothing like it. Ain't nothing like it. You know, I've had so much going on this week, but hey, you know what? God is in control. He's still on the throne. And more so over, he's going to send some help in your time of trouble. Amen. Amen. Listen, I want to have a couple of announcements right quick. Get them on out the way. So then that way we can go into prayer, go into the word of God. And then you all go ahead and have your day. How's that? Amen. Amen. Quickly, I want to let you know, I want to remind you all that we do have a podcast and I want you all to get up there and listen to that podcast as often as you can. Send it some other people, you know, so that way if they don't have Facebook because I know that's why that podcast was created because we have a lot of people who are just uncomfortable still with social media. They don't like Facebook, Instagram and all of those things. So that's why we have that podcast together and that podcast is deep. DSM, DSM, Dana Samuel Ministries, right? And you can pick it up on Apple, Spotify, Buzzsprout, Pandora, wherever it is that you listen to your podcast at. The link is actually here on uh, Dana Samuel Ministry. This, 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 this particular Facebook site. So if you know somebody that's interested in listening, but they don't have Facebook, you can always hit the tab button. You'll take you directly to the podcast and you can send the podcast on over to them in the event that they, you know, not a little tech savvy because you still, you still got some people that are apprehensive. You got still got some people that, you know, don't like to fool with social media. You know, it look like I'm coming undone around here, but we all family. Y'all don't mind if I happen to come loose, right? <laughs> That mean I might not be need to be choked up this morning. How about that? And I'm not going to be fidgeting with this thing all day today because y'all know I like to stay, make sure I'm decent and in order. I do. I like to make sure I'm decent and in order. I don't like the people to get distracted with the wrong thing because some people do. And at the end of the day, 
this collar has nothing to do with what comes out of my mouth. You know, it's symbolic of who I am and the position that I hold, but it has nothing to do with my anointing. Amen. Don't get it twisted. So now that's that's the first thing. And, you know, that's I wanted to get out there. The other thing I want to let you know now in a few weeks, I'm going on vacation. Right. I'm leaving the party here September the 29th and I'll be back, though. I'll be back October the 2nd because I'll be if that's first Sunday. I'll be back to have communion. And then besides, you know, the elder get to celebrate her birthday a little bit, too. I'm just saying. <laughs> Amen. Amen. And besides, it's time for me to go on vacation. I need to go somewhere that, you know, I can listen to my hair grow somewhere where it's nice and quiet. You, you know what I'm saying? So I want to let you know that whatever you all need, just know this. I won't be far away from you. Um, I'm on their phone call, text message away. OK, let let that be known, because I know I've got some people who got some accountability calls, you know, some, I've got a few of you all, a few of my spiritual children that you all call me a certain day out the week and we have our conversations and I want to let you know that I ain't, look, just cause I'm out of sight don't mean, uh-uh, don't even try it. That that dog ain't going to hunt. I just want to let you know that don't, don't, don't even try it. You ain't got off the hook. I still owe you still owe me a phone call. Y'all know who y'all is. You, you still owe me a phone call. <laughs> Amen. Amen. All right, y'all. Let's go and have a word of prayer. You ready? Father God, we thank you this morning for allowing us to be here, to be in your presence one more time. Father, we thank you for being who you are. We thank you for being El Shaddai. We thank you for being God Almighty. We thank you for being the God that sits high and looks low. We thank you, dear Lord, that no matter what the situation is, you are not far from it, oh God. We thank you, dear Lord, that you're faithful faithful in your word when you said that in times of trouble, you will be with us if we call on your name, we shall be saved. And Father, we just thank you, dear Lord, for blessing us and keeping us, oh God, because we know that our sins don't deserve your love or our forgiveness, but we thank you for your grace and your mercy that you bestowed upon us, oh God, that we can get up and cry, Abba, Father. That means we can come unto you as children, go to their parents, oh God, and we can let you know what our needs are. We can let you know what our fears are. We can let you know whatever our insecurities, our problems are. We know that we can bring them and lay them at your feet, oh God, because you said, the Lord, all that we have, oh God, you've made room for it at the cross when you sent your son. Ah, thank you, Lord. And Father, we ask you, dear Lord, as we sit here, oh God, we ask you that you forgive us of our sins, oh God, and cleanse us of all unrighteousness, oh God. You said in your word, the Lord, that you will separate our sins as far as the east is from the west and the north is from the south, and that you will remember them no more. And Father, we ask you, dear Lord, that you give us that strength, oh God, to be able to regurgitate your word, oh God, bring it into our remembrance, that when the enemy comes, oh God, and try to bring back those things, that spirit of torment when it comes to visit us, oh God, we thank you, dear Lord, that your word is a strong tower, oh God, that it stands when the enemy comes against us like a flood that we can put him at bay, because your word says, at the name of Jesus every knee shall bow you said that if we resist the devil then he has to flee, and Father that's where we find our strength, oh we bless your name, oh God, and Father we ask you that you come into this ministry, oh God be here today, let your presence be felt, oh God, let your 
Shekinah glory rain down, oh God, that we are here in your presence and never away from your sight, that you hear, oh God, that your word, your word goes forth, oh God, and let it not be me, but let it be you. Oh, Father, we just bless your name and we bless your people. In Jesus' name we pray, amen, and let the saints say amen. 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 So listen, I'm not going to be before y'all long. I promise if I'm here 15 good minutes, I'm doing something. Amen. Because see, some things it just don't take all day to do. Really, it don't. Because I was sitting here as I was going through the week. Let me talk about it because, see, you know, I feel like I can minister better when I start talking about things that happen to myself. Why? Because it lets you know that I am a real person and I happen to go through real stuff, trials, tribulations, just like everybody else does. But the difference is, is this. Many of you all won't say nothing. I will, because I realize that my testimony is tied to somebody else's deliverance. My testimony is tied to somebody's trials, tribulations, okay, somebody else's struggles. So I want to let you know that if God can bring me out, he can do the same thing for you. Amen. Amen. So now if you have your Bibles, and I know that you do, because you know not to show up here with me and don't come with one. You know, I want you to go on over here to the book of Isaiah. Mm -hmm. Go to the book of Isaiah chapter 40 and we're going to go verses 26 through 31. But then I also want you to put your finger on Exodus chapter 23, verse 20 through 22. That's for the folks like Diane, you know, who got all 10 pencils, highlighters and notebooks and trying to keep up with stuff. Cause see Diane be on my head. She tell me, she say, you know, when you get in this and when you, when you get ready to take flight elder, I can't, you, 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 I got to play and replay. So I'm giving you ahead of time where I'm going today uh, over in Isaiah chapter 40. And then I want to go to Exodus chapter 23, which happens to be one of my favorite chapters. I want to tell y'all that if y'all didn't know that, because see Exodus chapter three is full of me. It tells you one to beware of the strange gift because the strange gift come to perceive the why that's in verse eight. Mm -hmm. Then it tells you about the commitment of God as how he will turn around and keep infirmities away from you and the diseases that he put upon his Egyptians. But that's a whole nother story. Okay, that's a whole nother story because that ain't where I'm going today. Today, I want to talk to you about the urgency to wait. You know, the, the urgency to wait. And you say, well, wait a minute, Elder, that, that, that don't even sound right. That's two different things. Yeah, it is. You know, it's the opposites of each other. Right. Because the word urgency, if you've got your notebooks and all that kind of stuff, urgency means the importance. Right. The importance that requires swift action. I mean, meaning like you, I got to do it right here, right now. Right. But then you think about the word wait. It's just the opposite. Wait means to what? Stay where you are at. Don't move. Delay action. Hold up. Wait until a particular time or a moment. Wait until it's time to make it happen, right? The urgency to wait. Many of us get like that because, see, that's what happened with me this week, right? I had a little situation that came to my household that was going to change the life of my family, that was going to change me. Right. I, I had some people contact me and say, hey, elder, I need to come over to your house. I need to do an inspection because we need to do X, Y and Z. And I said, well, wait a minute. I, I don't even know nothing about y'all people. Why y'all come over here to do what? Absolutely. And I said, you know what? What looked like trouble 
ain't always trouble. People want to have a tendency of making things like trouble. You know what I'm saying? Y'all, you know what I'm saying? People call you and they be in an uproar. People call you on the phone and put you into their situations or better yet, things happen to you. Right. Things happen to you. And the first thing you say, let me get on up and let me go and do something rather than waiting on God. I ain't going to talk about Sarah no more because, you know, we can be Sarah up. Right. We can be Sarah and Abraham up. But that was the same situation. Here it was. God had made a promise. He told Abraham, I'm going to make you the father of many nations. Abraham said, listen, I don't even have an heir. I don't even have a seed to inherit those things in which I have. But then what happened? He said, you are going to have a child. What? I'm a hundred years old. And mind you, and if you really think about it, if you really want to think about this, at the time that God had made that promise to Abraham, do you know he wasn't a hundred yet? He was already old. Sarah was already old when that happened. But then what happened? It here go down. You got Sarah turn around and tell Abraham, well, you know what? I'm old and I think that you need to go ahead and take my handmaiden, Hagar, and you go into her and you all have a baby, right? See, it's the urgency to wait. We feel like when we hear bad news, we got to get up. And we got to get, get into action. You know, many of us mothers is like that because that's what happened to me. The news, the news came to me and I said, well, okay, wait a minute. First thing I did, I did what mothers do. I went into my mother closet, right? Not my phone booth. I went into my mother's closet. And the first thing I did was I went and put on my cape and my tights, you know, break out with my super mother suit on because I'm getting ready to spring into action. And then God said, Wait, wait, elder. I said, but wait a minute, something got to be done. He said, wait, elder. Because remember, I told you the battle is not yours, it's the Lord's. Oh, but Lord, you know, I got to go run to the I got to go run to the to the rescue of my babies and my grandbabies. Lord, I got to show up. He said, I told you to wait. <laughs> See, some of y'all are like that too. You know, I started to look in the mirror and change my name from Elder Dana to Sarah because I was getting ready to get in front of God. Amen. And some of you all do that, too. Let us get on over here to the word. Isaiah chapter 40. Now, I mean, when you get time, you can actually read all of it if you choose to that whole chapter because it's full and rich because it tells you about how God is going to do some things for you. But in this case, I need to turn around here and get here so you can see the word in action. Isaiah chapter 40. Isaiah chapter 40. And we go in verse 26. 26 through 31. Matter of fact, let's pick up at verse 25. All right. Because we're talking about the greatness of God's might. We're talking about how God gets in the middle of those things. We're talking about the urgency to wait because some of us need to put some hold up in our lives. I'm talking about in the actions and deeds that we do. And some of us need to put some hold up on these things here. You know, the, the soup coolers. Some of us need to put some hold up on that because we allow that mouth to open and we'll start saying some things that ain't even supposed to be said. We'll turn around and start speaking in out of turn when we don't even need to open up our mouths and say something. Sometimes it's meant for us to sit back and see the glory of the Lord go forth. Amen. Verse chapter 
Isaiah chapter 40, verse 25, and it says, to whom then will you liken me? Oh, shall I be equal, says the Holy One. God said, who shall you liken me? Who shall you compare me to? Nobody. There's nobody like the God that we serve. Amen. He said, lift up your eyes on high. See, that's where your help comes from. Lift up your eyes on high. And behold, who have created these things? He said, who is like me? None. Because I'll get into the midst of your situation and I'll not only go before you and be Jehovah, Nisi, God, your banner. He said, but I'll get in the middle of it and I'll fight for you. He said, I'm the same God yesterday, today, and forevermore. The same way I was with Joseph when he was thrown into the prison by Potiphar. I told him I would be with him in times of trouble. He said the same way the Hebrew boys would not bow down and serve a false God. I got into the fiery furnace with you, with them. So what makes you think God is not going to get in the midst of the situation with you? He got into the lion's den with Daniel. And guess what? He got into the courtroom with Elder Dana. I'm talking about God is a God. Hmm. He's a faithful God, and he's going to go wherever you need him to be. Verse 26 says, and lift up your eyes on high, and behold, who have created these things that bringeth out their host by number? Mm -hmm. He said, I'm going to bring out my host by number. I'm going to send an army on your behalf. He says, he calleth them all by names by the greatness of his might, for he is strong in power and one. What that not one faileth. Mm. Who saith thou, O Jacob, and speaketh, O Israel, my way is hid from the Lord, and my judgment is passed over from God? Has thou not known, has thou not heard that the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, fainteth not? Did you hear? Oh, no, ain't no falling out over here. Neither is he weird. He said, listen, he that looketh over Jerusalem neither slumbers or sleeps. I don't go to sleep. Don't nothing happen without me. I don't miss nothing. He says, there is no searching of his understanding. He giveth power to the faint and to them that have no might. He increases your strength in times of weakness. Even the youth shall faint. And we know them kids is full of energy. He said, but even the youth shall faint and be weary and the young men shall utterly fall down. Here it is, verse 31. He says, but they that wait upon the Lord mm -hmm. shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary and they shall walk and they shall not faint. This is what we're talking about, those that wait upon the Lord. Because see, I had to go to court and I couldn't even understand why is it that I got to go to court. This situation has nothing to do with me, but you call me and say, hey, elder, we need you to do this. We need you to do that. And I'm saying, but wait a minute, Lord, I don't even have an understanding as to what's taking place. Now I'm getting weary but maybe I need to spring into action. Let me go get involved. Let me go call my lawyer. Let me go do this. And God said, no, I need you to wait. See, many of us need to stop getting in front of God when we hear bad news. Many of us need to stop trying to get in front of God when things get tight and we don't know our way in or our way out. Many of us need to stop panicking. When somebody says you need to go and do X, Y, and Z in order to keep your job, you need to do X, Y, and Z in order to keep your place of living. God will send his angels 
on your behalf. He will get in the midst of it and he will fight your battles. Over here in Exodus chapter 23. Exodus chapter 23, picking up at verse, what is that? Verse 20. He said, for those of us that keep his word, those of us that keep his word, he says that, behold, I send an angel before thee. Oh, come on, somebody. He said, I send an angel before thee to keep thee in that way. He says, I'll send an angel before you to keep you comfortable. I'll send an angel before you so that you don't come up out of place. I'll send an angel before you to keep you in your peace. I'll send an angel before you that he will go not only before you, he will make your way straight. He says, I'll send an angel before thee to keep thee in thy way and to bring thee into a place which I have prepared. See, God has already went before you. He sent his angel. He knows what's going to happen on the other end of the situation. You don't have to get in it. You don't have to be bothered with it. All you got to do is stay still and see that God is getting ready to prevail. Sit still and watch God do his work. Sit still and don't get in front of God. Don't be like Sarah. Don't try to take a matter into your own hands. I'm talking about for you all that's sitting back here struggling with addictions. You understand? And you say, but you know what, elder, I'm all right during the daytime, but then at night, it feels like when the sun go down, I got to go get high. It feels like when the sun go down, this is when I need to take a drink. And when the sun go down, it feels like I need to go and be around people that I don't need to be around. Because and when the sun go down, it seems like that's when the skeletons come out the closet, right? That's what that young man said, Bobby Womack. He said, when the night comes and the skeletons comes out the closet and chase you around the room, this is when I need to go and get high. This is when I need to go get me a drink. This is when I need to go and come up out of place. No, that's the time that you need to get down on your face and you need to cry out, Abba, Father. Lord, I need you to send your help. Lord, I need you to go before me because by myself, when it comes time for me to turn the lights off and lay down on this pillow, the enemies come around me. These unclean spirits, they come on talking to me and they keep, they disturb my peace. They get me where I got to get up out this bed and I got to walk the floor. Basing back and forth, looking at that bottle, trying to figure out, do I take a drink or do I stay sober? Do I hit the blunt or do I stay sober? No, you need to turn around the same way you walking up and down that floor, the same way that you trying to figure it out. It's that time when you cry out, Abba, Father, Lord, you said that you would be in here in the midst of my situation. Lord, I don't even know the words of the scriptures to say. All I'm doing is crying out for help because you said in your word that you would be with me in times of trouble. You said that if I call on your name, that I shall be saved. Lord, today I'm calling on your name. Amen. Amen. You turn around here. You got people. Some of us got these exes. Uh-huh. You got these ex-husbands and these ex-wives that's still coming around wreaking havoc in your life. You sitting up here saying, you know, I've been divorced and now people trying to make you feel like you less than a woman or a man because of the fact that you are no longer married because you on fire for the Lord and they trying to judge you and they tell you, oh, well, you something wrong because you ain't married. Listen, stop telling people that you was divorced. Tell people you got delivered. Come on, somebody. God brought you out of the situation that's you never had no business in. You was in that situation, that relationship wrapped up, tangled up in it, tied up in it. And you wasn't supposed to be there in the beginning. You know that you heard the voice of the Lord before you said, I do. You heard him say, don't. 
You heard him say, not so. You heard him tell you, take that dress off and go home. You know you heard him say, take that suit off and go home. And you sit up here talking about, but I done spent all this money. God said, listen here, the earth is mine and the fullness thereof is mine. That money that you done lost on that wedding event, don't worry about it. God will put it back in your pocket. Uh-huh. Because see, it's better to be uncomfortable right here and right now. Just to have a few minutes of pleasure and then have an eternity in hell. Because that's what some of y'all is. Some of y'all that turn around here, you so busy trying not to be embarrassed. You so busy trying to save face that your life is full of hell. Because you done turned around and said, not so. Because you done turned around and you wasn't obedient to the voice of the Lord. Oh, I'm trying to tell you. Some of y'all sitting around here with court battles and things at the bank. You got stuff going on left and right in your life. And you trying to figure out, how am I going to get up out of this? God said, listen. He said, if you hold on to me. He said, I'm going to send my angels before thee and I'm going to keep you in all your ways is what he said. He said, and to bring thee into a place which I have prepared for you. Then he says, beware of him. He says, listen, take notice because beware because he coming. He said, when I send the angel, be sensitive in the spirit. Don't be caught up by the noise that's going on. Don't be caught up by the drama. Don't be caught up by the messages that's being left on your phone. Don't be caught up by the text messages. Don't be caught up by the voicemails. Don't be caught up by the mailbox. What's coming in here? Some of that mail don't belong to you in the first place. Some of that mail you need to put back and say, return the sender because it's not your problem. That done moved on past you. Amen. Don't let nobody sit back and scare you into a position of submission. Oh, I didn't say something, didn't I? Don't let nobody scare you into a position of submission. The only time you're supposed to bow down and submit is unto the Lord. Amen. He says, then he said, beware of the angel. He said, and obey his voice. He said, and provoke him not. That means don't challenge him. When the word coming, you get it, receive it. I don't care what it look like. I don't care what it sounds like. Because one thing about God, when you try to spirit by the spirit, God is not going to tell you to do nothing wrong. Mm -mm. He's not going to cause you to do anything that's going to jeopardize your life, your livelihood, or put you in harm's way. Mm -mm. God ain't got to do all of that. He says, for he will not pardon your transgressions, for my name is in him. But here it is in verse 22. He says, but if thou shalt indeed obey his voice, and do that that I speak, then I will be an enemy mm, unto thine enemies, and an adversary unto thine adversaries. God says, listen, in whatever your situation is, don't worry about it, because I'm going to send an angel before you. Uh huh. I'm going to send one of those administering angels before you. I'm going to send one that's going to serve your needs. I'm going to send a warring angel, a guardian angel, that's going to fight your battles. I'm going to send one who's going to part your Red Sea. Whatever your situation is, I'm going to send an angel there to open up the gates for you so they make your way straight. He says, and don't worry about it. He said, because when you be obedient to me, he said, I want to let you know that your enemy now is my enemy. Your adversary is my adversary. And who can take you out the hand of God? Nothing. Not life. Not death, no principalities, no things beneath. I'm trying to tell you, not even the tears back night, not them things that's chasing you around the room at night. I'm talking about when God get in the midst of your situation, there ain't nothing that you can do but say, thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. So I want to tell you all, I want to encourage you, have the urgency 
to wait. Instead of you jumping up and getting in this miserable situation, sit back, wait, and watch the glory of the Lord go before you. Amen. Amen. See, I told y'all we're going to be up here long. Amen. Amen. Listen, if you don't know Jesus as being your Lord and Savior, let me invite you today to get to know him. Let me invite you today to get to know him so that he'll be in the midst of your situation, so that he will send his angels on your behalf to fight your battles, something that you don't even have to do. Amen. Amen. Come on, get to know him today. For you all who happen to be here, you're not here by mistake. You're not here by mistake. You are here by divine appointment. Amen. Listen, you didn't get here just because of the fact that you had nothing to do. It was because it was a word that needed to be said. And for you all that are regulars, you know what I ask you to do. I want you to do the work of the evangelist. I want you to share the word. Amen. Because even if it's something not in here for you, it might be something in there for one of your Facebook followers. It might be something in there for somebody, somebody, somebody. Amen. Amen. I remember when I met Monica. Lord, Monica, I'm going to get tired of me talking about her. But I remember when I met Monica. Monica, I met Monica over a year and a half ago. And it was because somebody heard the word and ended up sharing it with her. And when she came to me and she said, well, do you know? I said, no. She said, well, do you know? No. I don't know. But God knows. Amen. And that's why I say to you, do the work of the evangelist. Share the word of God. Amen. And for the rest of you, let's have a word of prayer, right? Let us pray the prayer of salvation, the prayer of repentance. Because if you don't know Jesus, I want you to get to know him today. I don't want you to leave this broadcast the same way you came in. If you backslidden, if you say that, hey, I knew God, but I turned away from him. Let me give you a word of encouragement. God is married to the backslider. He might not like your sin, but he loves the sinner. Amen. He sent his son that none should perish, but everyone should have the opportunity to have eternal life. And if that's you, let us pray. Repeat after me. Father God, I come to you just as I am. Lord, I've done a lot of wrong. I've done some things that I'm even ashamed to tell my mother. I've done some things that I don't even want to remember. But Lord, you said in your word that if I confess my sin, that you would be just to forgive me of all my sin and cleanse me of all unrighteousness. You said today, Lord, that if I confess you as being my Lord and Savior and believe that you were raised from the dead, then you, you will save me. If you said those things, I want to say to you, happy birthday. For today, you have been born again. Not by flesh and blood, but by the Spirit. Now, those things I've said to you, you can go and make note of them. They're in the Word of God. God's Word is the truth. It does not lie. Write it down in 1 John chapter 1 and verse 9. The Apostle John wrote, he said that if we confess our sin, God is just to forgive us and cleanse us of all unrighteousness. Amen. Amen. Over in Romans chapter 10, 
verse 8 through 13, it talks about the confession, your confession of your mouth, bringing you unto salvation. And so there is where you'll see where the word of God says that if you confess Jesus and believe in your heart, then you shall be saved. Mm -hmm. It's that point that you're born again. And if you read the book of John, mm -hmm. not first John, but John, if you read the book of John, chapter three, mm -hmm. starting over there, verse 16, you'll see a wonderful conversation that Jesus was having himself with Nicodemus, where he told him about the kingdom of God. Because he asked him, Nicodemus asked him, he said, wait a minute, let me ask you something. How can I see the kingdom of God? And Jesus told him, you had to be born again. He said, am I supposed to go into my mother's womb a second time? He said, no. He said, you had to be born again of the spirit. Mm -hmm. Because that's where it says over in verse 16, John 3, 16, that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever should believe in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. But I like verse 17, where it says, because God did not send his son into the world to condemn it. No, but through him that the world might be saved. And that's it. And I'm here to do the work. Of the evangelist. I'm here to spread the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. I want you to know just how much God loves you. God loves you so much that he gave his son so that you could live and have life and have life more abundantly. Does that mean that trials and tribulations, they'll come and they'll come your way? But it's the word of God that gets us through. The word of God it's an umbrella, you know, it says that it will rain on the just and the unjust. But the difference is having an umbrella named Jesus. Amen. And when you have that relationship with our Lord and Savior, Jesus, when you have that word in you, then there is no problem that you cannot face. There is no sickness that there is not a cure for. You understand what I'm saying? I want to let you know that God will get in the middle. He'll get in front of it and he'll get behind it. God is right there for you wherever you need him to be. So the next time that you see that you have a situation that you just got to handle, where you got to handle, I want you to sit back and wait. I want you to have the urgency to wait. Amen. Amen. If the Lord say the same, I'll see you Tuesday. God bless you. I love you. And there ain't nothing you can do about it. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us today in a moment in the word again as i said in the beginning i hope that there was three things that you took away here one that you were able to hear the word two that you received the word and three that you go and share the word remember right here we change your lives one person at a time through the word of god i love you and there ain't nothing you can do about it